Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery from Living Stones International. Yay! Hello, Tallahassee. Plus the world. Yes. We're well, on iHeart. Yes. Uh, hello, Tallahassee. We welcome you, our radio audience, to another show where guess what the topic is this time. Mm, you shouldn't uh, be able to guess. I'm a dad. Parents. Oh. Yes. Close. We need help as parents in navigating the waters of our spouse, children, and family. Parents are seeds is what the title is of this show today. And Pastor and I can't wait to explore and lay out the tenets and principles of what God expects from us. And he is expecting a lot, especially for those of us who are parents. You can't drop it. You can't deny it. You can't be absent. You have to be present. So continue to listen. Well, this show, it will be, is a special show and I can't wait to help you, JC, lay out the foundation for this all important topic. But first, let me talk, let me just review what happened last week because if, if we get some more words in or letters in, we can further, mum is the word. Yes. We talked about last week, mum is the word, and we discussed the definition of mum. That's M-U-M, like the Brits say. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important mum and dad are to the family and how mum and dad are irreplaceable yes and you know when he says mom he means mom or mother yes okay. indeed that's the <laughs> yes yes uh, you know elder uh elder jc and i we spoke about the pagan origins of the mummers parade which takes place annually in philadelphia as uh, we lived up in that area for a period of time and it's a big deal and yes and that mummers, it comes from the word mum, and current events are trying to rid us of the affectionate terms of mum or mom and dad. Yes. And where we are at, it's, it's, it's like where we're at right now, it's like this time and place and this season of, of everybody against everybody. But we at the Stone Builders Hour, we're going to take a stand on this subject yes we are yes and not only parents but just on the word itself because a lot of times we think we know the word but god is the god of action too he wants to see us put into works what we believe well you know i will always be a mom a nana that's my word for grandma so where do we go from here The Bible holds the answer. We keep telling you that's our operating manual. We can't do without it. Matthew 13, 31 through 32 says, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, and they're tiny, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown It is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And you know how good that mustard is on those sandwiches. So you know that mustard seed is powerful. The reason for using this passage is obvious. Parents, we are like seeds. 
as a mustard seed, we or at least maybe among many types of seeds, but with godly training, we will grow into a great herb or parent and a mighty tree. That's what we talk about, those family roots mm. and be the foundation for our children to grow and prosper as the future seeds of our loins. And when you talk about seeds, that just brought to mind, we heard a story about a family uh, when we were going into the prison, pastor did a lot on, uh, what was it, the program for manning oh, up. Um, uh, it's, uh, it was called uh, 24-7 Dads and... Um Inside, uh, inside, out inside out dad was the dad one that really uh, applied to this but the story was a man got up and talked about his seed how mm. his great grandfather had been in prison mm. his grandfather was in prison his father was in prison and now he was in prison and so you know that really for pastor that stopped him in his tracks and he asked well what this are you doing a graduation right? ceremony and he asked what are you doing now about it so of course he said he's writing his children and all of that but look at the seed that the great grandfather planted that went through their generation but there are other seeds there's families i know who great grandfathers were judges and that seed passed along so when we talk about abraham being the father of many where is your seed Where, where what are you producing with that seed is it mighty is it pitiful? Mm. Is it respectful? Only you can tell. Generational curses mm-hmm. or something else. And what was said about the story, it was the graduation ceremony that we had. And some of the men, he wanted to do tell, the testimony right. at the end. But the thing was, is that his son <laughs> was serving a life sentence wow. in prison. And he stated that if he l- would have known what he learned out of that course, which was a 12-week course, he wouldn't be here today and he would, his son wouldn't be in prison either. And what does that tell you? How important Living Stones ministry is because we're working with that population to try to change and change the trend because you want to break that cycle. You do not want it mm-hmm. to continue. So the Stone Builders Hour and Living Stones are on the cutting edge of this type of work. Praise God. And this brings to light the fifth commandment. Yes. You know, honor your father and your mother so your days will be longer. And we're going to discuss this uh, in our next segment that comes up. But uh, before we go, I want to uh, uh, offer you a prayer, uh, yes. not only over the program, but uh, to be ready uh, so you can be ready in and out of season. Thank you. And because being a parent is hard, it's easy to get focused on the daily struggles and frustrations, and forget that each day is an opportunity to teach, guide, and grow your children into the special people that God created them to be. Yes. And it's so easy because, uh, and it's easy. You know, maybe you should set some goals or. Uh, set a, uh, a different path uh, so that you can connect not only with your children, but that your children know who the Almighty is. Hallelujah. A simple prayer. Lord, give me new eyes. Mm. Help me see each challenge as an opportunity to train my children toward right thinking and right living. Lord, give me a new attitude. Remind me that 
any moment of the day can be a start over moment yes. and a chance for attitude adjustment. Lord, give me a new focus. Help me to pluck any worries from my mind and place them firmly in your hands. And Lord, give me compassion. Yes. Continually to remind me what it was like to be my children's age, my grandchildren's age. Yes. And 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 have the face to struggle of growing up. The struggles that we had growing up or different struggles than our children and our grandchildren. And Lord, just give wisdom. Help people to see that their children are who you designed them to be in your image and set up in their mind that they want to become like you in the mighty name of Yeshua. All right. Amen. I love that. Well, we will be right back to discuss the next segment on parents, our family, and building blocks of not only society, but of the kingdom of God. Praise God. We'll be right back. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. Fellowship, let's go. My testimony is real. I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. We're in the Yay. house today and we're talking about parents are seeds. Mm. You know, we JC mentioned earlier that mustard seed. You could be a little tiny seed, but then it's going to blossom out and create many roots and many branches. And that's God in action. And also, don't forget, we have great gifts for for those to become a $25 monthly uh, donor to the Stone Builders Hour. And it's so easy that you can do. Uh, just visit our website at welivingstones.org and click the donate button. Your faithful donation will support this radio show, our prison ministry, our parenting classes, snippets, and also what we do for farm share serving this community. Just I think for this year, we have served over mm. about three, four hundred thousand pounds of food That's a uh, lot. to the community. Praise God. And also, don't forget, every Thursday at five o'clock, you can hear us on Wave 94.1. But then 
You don't have to wait till Thursday. That's you can right. go to Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Praise God, we are growing, and that's all because of the Almighty and the favor that He bestowed upon us. And also, we got to give Doug Apple a shout out uh, for uh, at Wave ninety four for. Being a partner along with us. Yes. So you don't have any excuse not to hear us any time of the day. And I was going to say, and also our faithful sponsors who have been with us for now over a year. So, hey, we're just asking for you to be a benefactor of all the things that Living Stones is doing through the Stone Builders Hour program. And what would be helpful is that when you make that $25 donation, send us your sizes too when you go on the website. So we can send you a special gift that you can wear 24-7. How about that? And you could be like our our relatives. Uh, They are Pittsburgh Steeler fans. And uh, because we're we're from Pittsburgh, so all our relatives, they when the football and Steelers are playing, uh, we got some in Georgia. We got some over here. We got some in New Jersey. We got some all over the place. But when the Steelers are on, they put on their T-shirts. Oh, regalia, yeah. So when you go to listen to the Stone Builders, you can put on the Stone Builders uh, T-shirt hey, and listen while uh, and have your shirt on while you're listening to the All program. Right. Praise God! So now it's time to get for the rest of the story. All right. Praise God! You know, parents are seeds, and and one of the things that parents are a family and basic building blocks of society. The in the Bible scriptures, the first four commandments define our relationship with God. Yes, it does. It covers the magnitude of the Almighty's power and name. Jehovah, Jah, mm-hmm. Yahweh, Elohim. We should focus our time and energy on his purpose, his plan, his character, yes. and his promises, as well as our own vital part in the completion of the Almighty's creation in us as individuals. God is our all in all. Oh, mama sounds like the Leon County Sheriff's talking all in. All in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a deputy sheriff, come to think of it. Hey. In fact, it was an honor to be recognized and made a honorary uh, Leon County deputy sheriff. They gave me a badge. But they won't let me arrest anyone, so I guess uh, everyone's safe right now. <laughs> yes, you're uh, you're you're officially unofficial. <laughs> well, when we talk about that fifth commandment, and I love how you let in, Pastor, that the first four is what who God is, and our it covers God's power and His magnitude. But the fifth commandment begins the second section of the Ten Commandments. It is the first among those commandments that govern our relationship with other men. You know, God took the first four, but now with five and on, he wants us to see what kind of relationship we should be having with men. It also acts as a bridge between the commandments two sections. This is vital because when the fifth commandment is properly kept, and we're going to get to what it says it leads to reverence for and obedience to God himself. He's the ultimate parent. Mm. And we never think of it like that, but we do call him father, Abba. The commandment as written in Exodus twenty twelve states, honor your father and your mother, yes. that your days may be long upon the land 
which is which the Lord your God is giving you. So if we honor our parents, and we're going to talk a little bit about that too, why honor and not obey. But it's so important to me that my days will be longer. Yes. I, I love that. The Hebrew word underlying honor suggests heaviness, weightiness, severity, and richness, continuing sense. It implies an important or significant lifelong responsibility. And you know, when you're in the armed forces or any of the, uh, well, in any of the armed forces, when they give out those honors and those medals, how prestigious that is. Well, it's the same thing with honoring your parents. It is used in a sense of glorifying imposing or being weighty. So there's a weight on us to want to honor those that should be honored. In English, honor means to give high regard, respect, and esteem to. Give special recognition. And you know, when I think about our our children and how uh, when they write about us or they have to do something about our family tree, how they are just impressing others with what they feel about us and that's an honor to me and it also means to bring or give respect or credit to an outward token sign or act that manifests high regard for and you know we always think about we always hear the mother-in-law jokes and everyone has them about you couldn't uh mother-in-laws do this mother-in-laws do that but i have to admit i love my mother-in-law um, she, because the one thing more than anything is that she was a woman of God. Yes, she was. She knew that Bible <laughs> in and out. And whenever we could get her close to a piano or an organ, yes, sure. even with no training, she could make it sing. And 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 in honor of her, we have our piano. So I definitely got to get on it and start learning it because I just yeah. think it's it was just to me. I didn't. We didn't grow up like that. And even within our family who had musical abilities, we still didn't grow up like that. But we could always be assured when we went over her house, as people got together, that we would end up singing, we would end up reading our Bibles, we would be end up praising the Lord. So I know I got a good catch because his mom taught him right. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I praise that's that's God. the honor for, um, you know, for his Valeria mom. Montgomery. Yes. Valeria Vivian. Yes. And, uh, and now she was one of the last of a rare breed. Yes, where she was. She played by mm-hmm. ear. All she had to do was she did ears and chords. <laughs> all she had to do hey, was the easiest way. Yep. Or sing it once. And all she do, you can see her fumbling in the beginning, but after a minute or two, she's rocking and rolling, boy, I tell you. And that's why having, knowing from whence I, I come. I come, yes, hallelujah. so important, not only from, uh, from know that you come from God, but what is your seed? From what seed mm-hmm. do you come from? Yes. And though this commandment that J.C. had talked about is primary aimed at function of parenting, it is certainly not limited to it. And keeping of this law also includes within the spirit and honor and respect that should be given to civil and teaching figures. Mm. No one has a operating manual on parenting. And when we first started getting involved back in 2007, yes. doing parenting and marriage and things of that nature, 
there was not a lot of research material out there and a lot of things that you can refer to. But over that last few years, I know since we've been involved since 20, 2007, 2008, that's only then that parenting and issues on family has come to light because divorce rate is so high. Yes. Uh, more people are getting divorced than married and we're, we're, more children we're, being married, uh, being born out of wedlock without fathers. Or the absence. And that I was just going to throw in there when you said about the 50, we're almost at 50, 50. Mm. So that means out of 10 people getting married, five are going to end up in divorce. So there's something about that. What are we doing different? What are we, what are we, what should we be doing differently? Um, I should be asking because that's important. Well, I know that not only we should be given civil and teaching, uh, but the almighty wants a person to honor his parents mm -hmm. and other authority figures. You know, first the family is the basic building block of society. You can't get around it. If you got a broken families, you're going to have a broken society. Yes. And, and somehow some we're issues right mm -hmm. now. Seeing a glimpse of it uh, this all over the world. <laughs> oh, unfortunately that the stability of the family is essential to the stability of the community. Yep. That's what you said all over the world. And the family is also the building blocks of government. Okay. I think you need to repeat that again. The family is the basic building block of government. And the lessons and principles learned from honoring, respecting, and submitting to one's parent results in a society stable enough to promote the development of the whole person. Thank you. If not, this happens. When dishonoring parents is taken to an extreme like we watched over the summer yes up in portland they burning down or we can go up to michigan burning down we go to wisconsin burning we go to florida burning down and our young people you know they were that means that they're not honoring their parents that's correct honoring society yes it produces anarchy and that's what we've watched over the summer anarchy our cities are burning no one wants to talk about it anymore that anarchy will reach out to infect the community as well. And now, oh God, anarchy describes an absence of government. And what we watched there in Portland, and this might be still going on today, they actually was shut down the police station, going to burn down the police station. Now it's about defunding the police. Oh God. Let me let me let me let me slow down. Maybe I shouldn't get no coffee because that might raise me up. Let me slow down. Maybe I let me switch to tea. <laughs> it defines general disorder. A time when each person does what is right in his own eyes. That's Judges 21, 25. Anarchy describes an absence of government. It defines disorder. A time when each person does what is right in his own eyes. That's in the Bible. Yes, it is. And one of the things I was not uh, your not what you want. It's nope, with like, my thing yes. is right there. And there's a proverbs. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. That talks about when you do good, you honor your 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 parents, but when you do bad, you know what it says? Mm. You dishonor your mother. So sometimes we, we're not sure why we're doing the things we're doing. It's because we're not following the commandments. But the second reason God wants us to learn uh, to honor our parents is that, as Pastor mentioned earlier, it's also the basic building block, not only for the family, for government, 
and but it's also for building the kingdom of God. So somehow, if we want to get to what to be in that number, we have to be honoring our parents. One of the things I was just, it just dropped in my spirit is that one of the things about growing up, we grew up poor. You know, Pastor always teased me about being poor. I didn't have the OR. But one of the things I always respected my parents Mm. because they did the best that they could. Yeah. yeah, they could have done better, I'm sure, or they could have done things differently. But they instilled in me, and I'd have to say my other brothers and sisters, the work ethic, because we're we're workaholics. <laughs> um, they also, my father was a great mathematician, so we have great math skills. And despite their shortcomings, I honor them because I am who I am today because of them. So we all need to be doing that. Yeah, we can go back and say, yeah, my parents could have did this. My parents could have did that. Or I could be mad and angry about whatever went on in our growing up as a child. But I'm here in the present. I'm doing things, building things, making things, having connections with people. That's because of my parents. The godly principles learned and the character built within the human family unit, it's transferable into the spiritual family relationship of the kingdom of God. It's funny because all the times we were in business and, and all of the places we've been, people would always ask us, how do you do that? How do you start that? How do you? Because of our family, we, we come, both Pastor and I, from roots of entrepreneurship (laughs) our families and our grandparents were entrepreneurs so we that's what they handed down to us so that's why we could do it it's not just something that was hocus pocus our families were concentrated that if they couldn't get a job they would find a way to do it for themselves and i praise my family for that i know i guess i know that um uh you talk about the work ethic from our family. I'm so thankful and I enjoy working and, and always have. And I know I've had several complaints from our neighbors when I was about 10, 11, 12, 13. My neighbors would be angry and call my mama up or come knock on the door because at 6 a.m. every Saturday <laughs> morning, I'm outside doing my chores. I'm sweeping up the front sidewalk. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm whistling while I work, you know, he still does that. While you work, <laughs> da, 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 and it would drive people crazy. But I had no concept of, hey, I'm up and ready to go. And if I get my chores done, I'm gone for the rest of the day. Praise God. And that's because of trusting the family and that work ethic. Yeah. Being from working seeds. Who were your parents so parents look at how important that is what we got we received from our family and our parents and the same thing goes for you because passed it down to our children yes they are because they're workaholics as well we we always talk about our son malachi he's a jamaican he has many jobs so that is important because now, what is he doing? He's pat, They're passing it along to their children, our grandchildren. But, you know, God expects that. He expects a transference from parents to him of the character and manner of living derived from keeping his, this commandment. So God is expecting you to pass along what he passed to you. 
parents or his representatives, his agents, to begin preparations for the kingdom of the Almighty. It's coming. Because one, I want to be in that number. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it. Because when he comes, it says, I will, be, I will see him and I will be just like him. The other day, you thought he was on his Oh, way. yes. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I was outside finishing up around our garden, hey, seeds, and Pastor was inside. He had finished, I think you either did something with trimming the bushes and all that. So he was inside. I was outside, and it was a storm coming and looked like it, but the sun was still out. And all of a sudden, there was the biggest, loudest boom of thunder. And it went through my bones. I felt that in my body. And I had to look up to the heaven and said, Lord, are you coming <laughs> this, now? This <laughs> because that was spooky. Mm. But that's what he's expecting. And, and when he comes, we're not going to know. So I was out doing some chores and here he could appear. But parents, as the representative, you need to be on spot to be passing that along to your children. Because after creating Adam and Eve and announcing, uh, the Almighty announced that he had created them in his image, God immediately established a family through marriage. Mm. That's what family's about. Marriage, therefore, plays an important role in God's overall purpose of creating man in his image. That's why I don't understand this. I believe I'm a girl. Uh, I'm a I, came out as a boy but i believe i'm a girl or i came out as a girl i'm a believe i'm a boy that's not of god i'm sorry it's not this fact of being in god's purpose provides the fifth commandment with its greatest degree of significance that parents are the seeds to build the kingdom so if you go on along with that program parents mm. you're not building the kingdom what are you building? There might be another kingdom you might be building. Yeah. And he just over there wringing his hands, the devil, because he is eating it up. Because that's what he wants. To destroy the kingdom of God because he knows he will never, ever, ever get there. Too much. Mm -hmm. So we're going to stay tuned because we're going to talk more about why parents are important. But I tell you, this this is a subject that I see we can do multiple times yeah. because parents, we are lacking. And under attack. We are just not where we should be. And we've seen it through our after school program with our children. We've seen it when visiting, taking our children to visit their parents in prison. We've seen it with men and women coming out who struggle because they don't know how or what to do and, you know, of course, prison, it, it says corrections, but they're not going to do the correcting. That really is a personal adventure, a personal thing that you need to take on a responsibility. That's the word I'm looking at. It's a personal responsibility you need to take on yourself because no one, people can help you. What is it? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make I mean, him drink. That's right. So, and I know, but we need that, that support and help. Because they do come out with, as Pastor always says, wobbly legs. So they need help in standing. But that's why we're here. To pass that information along to you to know that we're standing in the gap for you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let's sing it on. We've come this far by faith. Oh, 
Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Parents are a hot topic. And why parents? Because you are key. You're making, you're, you're taking your seed and developing into a tree. But then the, what is it that people always say? The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. But you're creating other seeds, other fruit that you want to be growing up in the same way. God records in Exodus 21, 15, 17, and he who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Mm, mm, mm. And he, honoring, yes. <laughs> beating up your parents, and mm. some of the things in the news where yes, they are really being abusive to their parents. Yes, they are, especially when they're at that age where they need support, they need help. And he who curses, this is the end of it, his father or his mother shall surely be put to death you know i wondered you know them days of stoning uh a lot of people got stoned for stuff that they that they were doing because it was against the commandments i'm glad i'm living in modern history but even living today people are still doing things to the extreme that hurts their mothers and fathers to modern child psychologists these are shocking statements but we have also i believe become uh, not sense. We have become jaded. we're oversensitized, right? And jaded. How we don't now we hear it. It's like it goes in one ear and out the other. Instead of it uh, hurting uh, the spirit of of what's being happening. But I know a lot of times when I hear this, especially against children or against um, our seniors, that pierces me because we're not doing what the fifth commandment tells us to do, and that's honor your mother and father. Um, they ought to give us pause to the, realize the seriousness of being constantly concerned about our child training responsibilities. Because some parents, you know, and you you see that because you have grandparents now raising the children yes. of parents because they're either drugs, they're not, they're in prison. There's a lot of conditions they don't want to raise the children, and grandparents are now responsible for that. So that hurts as well because I'm. A, me trying to raise eight grandchildren or even a portion of it, I did my job. Yeah. Now, this is your job, but this is your next response, your next step. But our responsibility is to follow God's patterns in child training. 
consider what poor child training is causing right now here in America and Britain with the protests. They keep calling them protests. I call them riots, civil disobedience by our children. Um, Look what happened in Chicago over the summertime. The kids went downtown at the like 11, 10, 11 o'clock and just went through and broke every window downtown of the stores that were there and just went in and raided it. And a lot of times the police hands are tied because uh, Pastor mentioned about uh, budget cutting. Um, They don't want the police to step in. They don't want anyone getting hurt. But you are hurting people. You're hurting those small businesses or those businesses that are there trying to support their family, supporting the people who work for them, supporting the suppliers that they get products from. So it is overall just a mess. The relationship God intends within the family is an exact type of the Christian spiritual relationship with God, the father, and the church as the mother. So you know those children didn't have any, as my mom used to say, they don't have any home training. As parents, we represent God. It becomes our obligation to live lives worthy of, of honor to him and ultimately you know, even though the commandment honor your father and mother falls on the child, it's still our responsibility to lay the foundation for that child keeping the commandment. And if parents, if you are not involved, dads, even through even if you're not in the home, if you're not involved, you're creating a nightmare. Yes, indeed. We see it day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, you're shortchanging the children Mm -hmm. because children who are growing up in a father-absent home are more likely to uh, have uh, health issues, more likely to go to prison, more likely to be arrested, uh, failing in their education, and and so many negatives uh, that before he gets out the starting point, uh, the starting the rate start the race he's already handcuffed and handicapped but one of the other things uh, that i know we had issues with is the anger yeah. they're mad and they're angry but they don't know why and the reason why is because there's no one in their household even though you moms i know you're trying to do as best a job you can or you're doing a great job but there still has to be the whole family, somehow we have to make that connection to get, if dads aren't in the home, to get more involved. Because without that, kids are starting to make their own decisions about what's the matter with them. And if they don't have anybody trying to help them work through that cycle, a lot of times they end up being angry and not even know why. That's just too sad. And that's why the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 6.1, children obey your parents in the lord for this is right mm. and 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 that's why bible study bible, yes. study, uh, bible school uh children's church you know sometimes uh, we have to really go on the level of the children to share them the good news because paul makes it clear that children have a responsibility before the almighty god too yes they and do keeping the commandment has Definite benefits for them to anticipate receiving the prospect of a long life and the additional benefits of understanding the wisdom that they get from their parents, which themselves help to produce long life and prosperity. But if they don't know, and if no one's teaching them, true, 
they're, they're in darkness. So we really need to take the scales off of their eyes and take the plugs out the ears so they know what thus says the Lord. And, and parents, that means that you need to you learn, learn. Yes. learn so you can teach yes. it. Yes. Don't just go by what the pastor telling you. Pick up the Bible and start, start reading. reading. Yep. You know, you can start anywhere in it and you'll catch up <laughs> wherever you need to be. And that's how clear it is. It's an operating manual. Yes. And it has answers for you all. Just like in Ephesians 6, 4, the apostle Paul directly talks to fathers. Mm. We just talked about father. Yes, we did. And connected to Colossians 3, 21, which gives us a broader view of what Paul is trying to address us with. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Mm, but you know, that is so key when you talk about training up your child. Because one day, I think uh, Malachi and you were having a discussion, and I think it was getting a little heated. And we yes, were just, son. yes, and we were just kind of just sitting there listening. And you said something to him, kind of like in a in an angry voice, and he came back with this, fathers. He said, you know that Bible verse, Dad, and you looked at him because you were kind of taken aback, but he says, fathers, do not provoke your children <laughs> lest they become discouraged. And you were like, uh, you couldn't say anything. So that's the point that when you train up a child in the way they should go, he, he was learning that through the Bible study of the church we were attending. He was, it got in his spirit, something on that verse got in his spirit that he was able to say it back. And that's what makes it great and beautiful because then children do get that in their spirit and they're able to fight off anything that comes against them, and even really, dads. And it really changed how I had to look at him yes. because, whoa, he threw some scripture at me. I what, he was about 12, 13, yeah, something right. like that. So he was a young guy, so he threw some scripture at me. And sure enough, it had me ponder. Number one, you mean he got it. Yes. He got it. So maybe it's time for me to step back a little bit, but then he needs to step up also. But mothers can also have this problem. But fathers are by nature, we're more likely to commit child training errors because we're the man oh we've been designed by the almighty yep. to go out and conquer uh to uh the go to war the build to do all those other kind of stuff so nurturing we have it all in us but it's not at the forefront and now what we were trying to address previously about the transgender situation is about they're trying to change our roles. Why are they trying to make men more soft and be more like their mothers? Come on, men. You know, men, we <laughs> just read the, the, what scripture says in the beginning. Yeah. How he created us and he, the directive that he told us conquer. Yes. Prosper. Anyways, <laughs> now that God. we got the man 101, oh, got that Jesus, out the way, help us, Lord. but you know, when you talk about that one particular issue, one of the things that we found through uh, teaching uh, fathers, not only in the community, as well as in uh, correctional facilities, is that men a lot of times feel that the role of the parent belongs to the mother. Sometimes they don't feel as though they sh they have that connection or they should have that connection. 
because the world's been telling them you don't have a role in this. So, and those that's proven statistics through the National Fatherhood Institutes. So, men, you do have a place. Men, you do have a role. And one of the things that we need to look at is when we're talking about training children thoughtfully, again, Paul comes in and says, so that their children's characters and personalities are formed without destroying their self-esteem. Yeah. You know, we should allow for correction. There's no doubt about that. And and I said there's a, a difference between discipline and punishment. But at the same time, he urges patience with the child's inexperience. Because sometimes if they're real t- small, you're not going to have the same correction as if they're, say, teens. Uh, or as they get a little bit older. You have to be able to correct for that. Um, also, correction should never be revenge. It should be discipline. And we do a number of those um, through our parenting statements to describe the difference between discipline and punishment because it's something that should be engaging enough to set some standards for the child, not to just constantly push down on them that they're not doing the right thing. It must be given for the child's good, but always within measure to what the crime is. Because you're not going to spank them for doing something that they maybe don't understand or don't know, like touching the stove or something like that. But as they get more mature, then you know that you can start taking away some of the things that they enjoy because then they'll understand that a little bit more. But overall, Paul is teaching us not to promote an angry mood or disposition in our children. Doing so may boomerang on us because children will eventually reflect the disposition of the parents. And sometimes you see that kids get so angry and they stomp off or they do something and the parent doesn't understand. Or um, I've had a couple uh, through teaching the parenting classes. One of the things that a lot of times come up is that parents always say the child knows the buttons to push to get them to do certain things. And I said, what buttons? What are you talking about? Kids should not be doing that. And if you're doing it, then you need to undo it or stop doing it because until you stop doing it, they're going to continue to push those buttons. But his example, and that's Paul, is shown in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 8. But we were gentle among you, just as nursing mothers cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you have become dear to us. So he was talking to, um, I believe it was Timothy, Timothy to just tell him, look, we need to be nurturing like mothers at a certain point because we want to be able to get the understanding of the gospel. And just as my, as our son through that and his father about father, fathers do not provoke your child, look at how that just naturally came out because he is being properly raised you know notice that the commandment does not say obey your father and your mother this is because honoring suggests adding to or glorifying or embellishing or decorating this subject obedience can be given in a resentful manner but honoring requires admiration respect and even reverence yes this, this is a quality that must be within one's own heart you know, some things you just you just can't give. You have to receive. And 
It is acquired and built upon through thoughtful consideration, even meditation on the sacrifices and gift the parents give to the child. So when you reflect back, what's that say? When I look back over my life and I think things over, I could truly say. So when you look back and you see that your parents tried to do the best that they can could with what they had, and you're still here to testify about it. Well, that's grace. That's the grace. You know this. This is shown in Deuteronomy six uh, six four, and it declares this commandment's seriousness to us. And it says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Yes. Teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. That's like 24-7. Yes, it is. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and and they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. That's a little piece in between mm-hmm. your eyeballs. You shall write them on a doorpost of your house and on your gate. It shall not be forgotten. And that's why I think if if a, if a man and a woman sat down with their child and will teach them the biblical ways, we wouldn't have all these 400 yes. words for Gender. Gender. Identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, God only gave us, God said, I created man, and out of man came a man and a woman. But somehow man got 400 new ways to express themselves. Well, I guess it doesn't, that's, that's, not, that's not any difference than uh, the, uh, what is it, the, not Republicans, uh, the, the folks who were the teachers of the law, how they came up with 10,000 laws. Oh. God only gave us oh. 10. <laughs> you got the Pharisees. And the, the Pharisees and the uh, Sadducees. Yeah, I just couldn't think of that right then. But yeah, how do you get 10,000 10, and you come up with 10,000? That's just like man to do that. Right. But one thing about the uh, you know God Almighty and what we have to do is that we must train up our children so that our children will love us. Yes. If children grow up not honoring God, the blame largely falls on whose shoulders? Ours, the mm-hmm. parents. God intends this vital child training responsibility to lead children to honor him. That's its goal. That's the requirement. That's what's consistent. That's what requires our attention. It cannot be accomplished by an absent parent, a parent who hands them over to other people. We have some parents who say they they want the state to take care of uh, uh, raising up their child because they just can't handle them. I just don't know what to do with them. That's not of God. Too many parents who have come to us in our program that asked us, to take their children away yes. or to give their children over to stay. I can yeah. think of three off the top oh, of my head. Many. And if that child knows that they're not wanted in that home, and if you're not wanted, how are you going to fail? Yep. You know if how you feel when you're you rejected. Yes. So if the parents do not know God or if their knowledge of him is shallow or they don't practice it, what they know, 
how do you think the child is going to be raised in that environment? So we're going to stay tuned because we are coming up to our third segment about what happens when moms, moms and dads are not parents. Just look at the TV, look at the news. <laughs> you got it. We'll be right back. Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Welcome back to the Stone Bitters Hour with Pastor Gary Montgomery and my lovely wife, Elder JC. Mm-hmm. You know what? This month on August the 19th, we will be celebrating 49 years of Mary. <laughs> God. I ain't going to say how long I've known her. I can't and, believe it. Man, where, where did the time, time go? <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason why, not so much that we're experts on parents, but we are, we have four children and uh and eight grandchildren yes and uh jc comes from a family of uh, eight siblings mm-hmm. and i have six so we're we consider experts she comes from a two-family household i come from a one household <laughs> one family <laughs> my dad was in and out praise god <laughs> but i honor him because ways i'm just like him he's a workaholic yes he, he was he's a dreamer yes he was he's just before his time yes sometimes you know, that happens a black male i mean here you are a, co- a sergeant in world war ii you come out gi bill you go to duquesne university you graduate from duquesne university with a degree and the only job that you can get is working in the steel mill wow working as a janitor and it's like this 1946 1947 so things haven't changed that much so to see okay let me stay on topic why yes. what happens when moms and dads aren't doing their job that's what she's basically what she's saying mom and dad they're not doing their job you needed to you know sometimes parents need to get beaten yep. how about that oh let me calm down <laughs> I ain't even have no coffee. So I might as well, so since tea ain't working, I might as well go back to my coffee. Silk blend. Unfortunately, <laughs> situations like Columbine, the massacre in Littleton, Colorado that took place several years ago, these kids 
they were from a affluent section of Littleton, Colorado. And they had all the things yes. that they ever needed or wanted. But evidently, their parents did not notice that they were pretty much worshiping Hitler. Mm. They was learning how to speak German. These are like middle school kids yeah. wearing swastika and black trench coats and building bombs. How you do this in my house? And I don't know what's, know going, what's on going on. Mm, not Where mine. are the parents that mm. you couldn't do that around my house? That's for sure. Our daughter, she was mad too. So I took the doors off of her. Her. That's bedroom. right. I own this. This is my house. <laughs> you know, you're just a guest. <laughs> Praise God. Uh-oh. I guess we'll get some letters in. You're a mean. You're a mean. Well, write me and tell me that. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> so, but then how you how you do this? How you not know this? And they're how, right in your home. How much apathy can you have? Mm. So undoubtedly poor or negligent parenting played a major role in this event that happened wow was that time they're still talking about like it was yesterday yes was april 20th 1999 yes you know parents say a baby does not come with an instruction manual but it does it does come with an instruction manual the word of god amen that is the instruction manual for all of life it does not matter what part of life you're talking about the bible contains the instruction manual for all of it. It contains the fundamental principles of parenting, child rearing, behavior, how to get along with your neighbor, stay away from your neighbor's wife, you know, stop being jealous. Why are you looking at what he got when you should be blessed with what you have? So it got everything that's going on in that word. And the church itself, uh-oh, Sometimes we don't teach about parenting. Yep. You know, we some you know, we tend to teach about your spirit and you going to heaven, but maybe we should teach more on how to survive and how to raise children. One of the most important tasks bestowed upon a human being. The children who come out they're like a blank slate and you can raise them up the way you want. There's a situation going on now in Texas where you have a father and a mother who's divorced, uh, and there's a child custody matter where the mother wants the little boy, he's only five years old, the mother wants to cut off his genital and turn him to a girl. The father is like livid, uh, so when the boy is with the mother, he's dressed as a girl. When, the, when he's with his daddy, he's a boy. That child is confused. He wants to be a boy, but mama said, I got to be the girl. So, oh, God. That's what I say. Sometimes some people need. Let, let me. Let me go. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> All right. Let me get back. So, <laughs> bringing up your children. You know what it says in Ephesians 6 4? In the training and ammunition of the Lord, that's a top, of, that's a top priority. You know, I don't know if you've ever thought of it in that way, but when we marry and we have children, wearing those children to be godly seeds becomes very important. Our salvation in many respects centers around those relationships that we create when we have children. Most of our practices in loving God is going to happen in that environment of parenting and the child. And of course, husband to wife as well, but parent to child is also very important. And remember, they are the seed of our seed. Yes, they are. 
Uh, one of the things that we have to remember is Psalms 127, 1 through 2. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. First of all, it sets the foundation for our lives. Unless God is in it, we live in vain. So parents, unless God is the foundation of everything that we do, we are just living out our time. Remember Solomon said, and I love Proverbs, you can start reading that if you want to get started, but it says vanity of vanities. He says all is vanity. So everything we do is vanity unless we got God in it. That is what life is without God. He ends the book by saying, this is the sum of everything. Fear God and keep the commandments Mm. because this is the whole duty of man. That's our only duty. Parents are the seeds. And when seeds fall on fertile ground, according to Yeshua, it will grow and flourish as we desire for our children. Praise God. You know, one of the things that I was doing the research, um, um, I saw some situations there, but all I know is that, you know, I was going to say like 16% of all households are, are traditional now out of that many. Many, yes. are not something we deserve. They are an inheritance. They are a gift, our seed. Psalms 127.4, like an arrow in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Children and God's way of thinking are precious addition to any family. And what they give to the family are strength, joy, and confidence, and honor if they are brought up well. They are resources that can be used by the rest of the family to make life better and easier, especially as the parents age. I'm not sure because our children said they got, no, one of them one said, of, said yes. they're going to put us in old folks. Home. No, said, you're no, not. not. <laughs> uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. You know, well, you can come live with me. Nope. I am not going to live with you. Cause I know how you live. <laughs> God, it's too noisy around her house. <laughs> the idea here then is that a strong family, one with children that have been brought up, make the family into a refuge. They're like a castle. Let us say that has strong walls. They provide a place for the rest of the family to have peace. They know that they are safe. My daughter, she's only kidding when she says she's going to put us up because she, she knows how we are. We trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have the joy of one another's company to get along with. Our three, our two daughters, our three daughters, our two daughters came down from uh, Philadelphia area and our daughter here and with our grandchildren. We had a great yes, time we did. Uh, spending with them. And to do these things, they're mutual pleasing to each other. When enemies come from the outside, they are safe. They can rally around one another and grow and use each other's strength to resist the enemy because iron sharpens iron. And that's one thing about our oldest two. They definitely uh, have grown up together and have stayed in contact with one another. And they're like two peas in a pod. 
But one of the things, Pastor, we are at the end of this oh, show. Really? I didn't get started. And I just think that we can do many parts to this. So we will be back with talking about parents or seeds, but I think we can talk about parents in every aspect of what the word says for us. So we, I see a part two, part, a two. part three, maybe a part four, mm-hmm. and we will go on to talk about parents, you're necessary. Praise God. Hey, welcome iHeart to the family. Yes. Praise God. And remember, become a friend of the Stone Builders Hour. We're out. Mm-hmm.